Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome inside TD Garden, everybody. My name is Mike Petralia, joined as always, or almost always, by just Joe about, Sw- almost just always, about. yeah. Josue Pavone. This is the Garden Report, powered by CLNS Media and DraftKings.com. Go to DraftKings.com and be sure to use the promo code CLNS for one free play with your first deposit of five dollars at DraftKings.com. Well. Josue, this time the Celtics could not pull off a miraculous comeback against the Philadelphia 76ers. One week to the night that the Celtics executed a 22-point comeback in London and won that game 114-103. The Celtics lose to Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers 89-80 here at TD Garden on Thursday night before a national television audience. The Celtics just could not really find an answer to handle Joel Embiid, and they had really bad offense all night long without Kyrie Irving, who was out with a shoulder injury. Yeah, it certainly set the tone, I mean, on defense. I feel like it wasn't just Joel Embiid, though, to give credit to other players of the Philadelphia 76ers. I just thought as a group, they just were really tough defensively. They forced a lot of first-half turnovers from the Celtics. But, of course, not having Kyrie Irving, not having your, your, your main ball handler, I mean, that rattled their offense. And in a way, they never really found that consistency until the second half, until that huge fourth quarter where they managed to come back and, uh, and just came up came up short in those last couple of minutes. Jalen Brown told us after the game when he wasn't rooting for A.J. Bouye to have three interceptions and three pick sixes against Tom Brady, when he wasn't doing that after the game, he was talking about how it took the Celtics a while to figure things out without Kyrie Irving on the floor. The energy wasn't there. Kyrie admitted that. I mean, excuse me, Jalen admitted that. But also, Brad Stevens really took his team to task mm. here on Thursday night post game. He ripped into the team just 15 seconds into the second quarter, telling his team, "Look, we're not playing hard on offense." And he uh, repeated that message throughout the game. He said it after the game. But between Jalen Brown's comments and Brad Stevens after the game, I think effort was a big problem here on Thursday night. Yeah, I saw a lot of settling going on, Trags. You know, I feel like they just thought the game hero would just shots. Miraculously, miraculously come to them. A lot of hero shots. I mean, they attempted seven three-pointers. I mean, I don't want to use the term lazy, but it was just not the type of effort that they were putting forth a week ago against the same exact team. I mean, this team obviously didn't forget what happened a week ago. This is a Philadelphia 76ers team has blown a lot of leads throughout mm-hmm. this entire season. They're coming off a huge win against the Toronto Raptors, so they wanted to keep this one. You know, they had that huge 21-point lead. They nearly let it slip away, and they held on those last couple of minutes because they had seen this story before played out over and over throughout the regular season. You and me talked about uh, on the podcast previewing this game on CLN 
Mass Media, uh, about whether or not the, the Sixers would be ripe for finally upsetting the Celtics. I thought they would be, mm -hmm. especially if Kyrie Irving didn't play, and that's really the way it unfolded. I asked Brett Brown, the Sixers head coach, before the game about what his team has learned about handling big leads, and he says, look, we get that question all the time. I get it. But... We in the Houston Rockets have built more leads of at least 13 points in the NBA than anybody mm -hmm. else. We're actually 14 and 6 in those games. Right, it's an incredible stat, you know, for him to point out. And of course, I'm sure, yeah, he must get that question all the time. Um, that third quarter, I feel like you saw that sense of urgency that they, again, they had seen this picture before, they had seen the story before, right. and they really came forth and put forth that effort in that huge third quarter. However, in the fourth quarter, when it really came down to it, I mean, they made those key stops down the stretch, but much credit to the Celtics. They certainly stepped things up on their side of things defensively. Ten turnovers forced by the Celtics. I mean, that was a huge, huge difference, Maker. Shane Larkin giving you valuable minutes, uh, forced a crucial uh, offensive foul. I mean, the Celtics had three opportunities to cut the lead down to four, which would have changed with things two dramatically. Minutes to go. With two minutes to go, TD Gardner behind them. You know, Jason Tatum hit that huge corner three-pointer that really got this crowd rocking. And uh, I mean, I don't want to use the cliche, you live and die by the three. But that was sort of the story tonight, right, Trags? I mean, and when it came down to those last couple of minutes for the Celtics. I, I, I thought the real story, not necessarily the three-pointers uh, and, and settling for those, but just settling on offense. In and general. Real, and, yeah, in general, and the ball sticking. And Jalen Brown talked about that after the game. The ball doesn't didn't move like we have become accustomed to seeing it move right. in the first half of the season. Obviously, Kyrie Irving has, has a lot, a lot to, do to do with that, yeah. but not everything. And Brad Stevens, after the game, said, look, it's not a message that we have to send to our point guards. It's a message we have to send to the whole team right. that the ball needs to move. We need to work hard. Mm -hmm. We have to move and cut with a purpose in our offensive sets. Yeah, hero ball. I like what you said earlier. That That's that's an accurate description of what we saw. I just think a lot of it has to do with the fact that you look at some of these guys who have all, at one point or another, have had big games throughout the season. You know, guys like, I don't know, from top to bottom nearly, Terry Rozier, I mean, Marcus Morris. That was a guy who I thought when he came back into that fourth quarter, hit a big shot, was going to find the offense a bit. I felt like everyone was sort of uh, trying to be that guy to say, I'm going to be the, the the, the, the key uh, offensive player here that's going to lead this fourth quarter right. and instead of sharing the ball like they're accustomed to. But defensively, they did buckle down together. You saw that team effort. We just didn't see it translate on the offensive end. And when it did translate to put in a huge run in that fourth quarter, it was too little too late. So before the game, Kyrie Irving addressed his uh, sore left shoulder. He said he did have an MRI on it. He is very hopeful to be back in the starting lineup on Sunday when the Celtics return to action against the Orlando Magic. I asked him whether or not it was structural or a pain tolerance issue. He said it's a little bit of both, but I, something just didn't feel right before the New Orleans game and then after the game he realized look I'm gonna probably have to get an MRI sit mm -hmm. the next game out and really uh, manage it we cannot end this garden report without mentioning the emotion of the first quarter first time out here yeah. and the team honoring Jojo White the late great Jojo White who passed away earlier in the week uh, due to cancer right. um, your thoughts your reflections on the moment of silence uh, the tribute uh, during the national anthem and then the standing ovation that the crowd gave uh, Jojo White's uh, widow Debbie who was here in attendance mm -hmm. with his children I thought it was a great moment tracks I, I liked how they showed his uh, his, his uniform at, a, at a, the, the section where he used to sit and take in a lot of the games you know the, the last couple the last decade or so uh, you saw the highlights you saw the uh, 
the, the flash of the championship banner that he brought to the city. I mean, you just saw the closeness. I both mean, of them, 74 and 76. And 76, Let's that's not right. Shortchange not just Jojo. one of them, that's right. true, both of them. And you just saw the uh, overwhelming you know, reaction from not just people who played with him, but guys who have played for the Celtics most recently, which I thought was especially uh, touching for, for how it really did, it really showed how special of a guy he was to this organization. I mean, guys like, you know, Ray John Rondo, Paul Pierce, you know, guys that it, it's clear that he stuck around and he was so close to the team that he just couldn't stay away. And you saw that his uh, presence and, and, and his words really touched a lot of guys that came through this organization. No word better characterizes and sums up the life of JoJo White, especially here in Boston. Than class. He carried himself to, with class, incredible class, to the very end. And I think that's what Celtics fans will remember about JoJo White. Again, he was honored here at uh, TD Garden on Thursday night. Unfortunately, the Celtics could not come away with a win. Uh, they were handled by the Philadelphia 76ers 89-80. to We'll have complete coverage on clnsmedia.com. That'll be a wrap here inside TD Garden. This Garden Report is brought to you by DraftKings.com. Go to DraftKings.com and use the promo code CLNS for one free play with your first deposit of at least $5 at DraftKings.com. He is Josue Pavone. I'm Mike Petralia for the Garden Report inside TD Garden for CLNS Media. What's up, my Garden Report people? It's Jimmy here, and hear me out. We all know buying tickets to sports and concerts can be very complicated and confusing. We've all gone to many events over the years. But there's now a better way to buy, and that is with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to every type of live event. Whether you're searching for a last-minute deal, maybe a date night, or maybe you really screwed up over the holidays and you got to make up for it with a better gift. You can also buy yourself a ticket, a little trick. SeatGeek will help you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. I have the app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, anytime, and with just a few taps on the SeatGeek app, I can instantly find the seats I'm looking for. And actually, I plan on using it for Justin Timberlake tickets in the future because he's bringing sexy back once again. SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. It saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. And on top of that, you get the most bang for your buck. SeatGeek will grade every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the seats that fit your budget. And did I mention it's all fully guaranteed? That's right, no ticket scalpers trying to pull the wool over your eyes. So make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, from sports and concerts, comedy, theater, or whatever weird thing you might be into. Best of all, my listeners will get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code GARDENREPORT today. That's promo code GARDENREPORT, one word, and you get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Go! Welcome to the Garden Report. My name is Jared Weiss. I'm joined by Josue Pavone. What's up, Weiss? The Celtics just lost 89-80 to to Joel Embiid, NBA All-Star starter Joel Embiid yeah, that's and right. the Philadelphia 76ers. We're going to break down what Joel did right and what he did really right in this one. He had a phenomenal <laughs> game. The sat line for him, 26 points, 16 boards, 6 assists in 35 minutes. Also had 4 fouls and 4 turnovers. A little bit of downside there. But uh, he's about good. it, though. That's the only thing he did. 
not so well. He's good, and the Celtics tried just about everything. They put Aaron Baines on him early, yeah. put Daniel Tice on him. He could either elevate over them, do a rip through with the reverse pivot to get some space on them. They tried doubling between Horford and Smart. Mm -hmm. That got him to pass out, but he's gotten a good enough passer. Yeah. What did you think of Embiid tonight? B was incredible, Jared, and it's funny because those first couple of minutes, Al Horford had a couple stops with him, and I'm like, wait a minute, let's see. Let's see, maybe Horford can, you know, contain him for a little bit, but that was short-lived. I mean, right into the, what, midway through the first quarter, he really picked up his momentum, and like you said, I mean, he's starting to show that little bit of being, you know, a, a solid passer for a big man, which is a trend nowadays, you know? I mean, you had... Uh, Anthony Davis in here not too long ago. I mean, we got just big men after big men, some of the best big men in the league, really tearing up the Celtics. And Joel Embiid was, was probably the best one we've seen in, in this season so far. I mean, he's obviously with Anthony a Davis. After so, Anthony Davis. After yeah, I mean, it was a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. uh, next to Anthony Davis, he's right up there with the best yes. bigs in the NBA. He's young. It's, it's pretty scary. Uh, but the, the thing I really liked tonight was his ability to pass the ball. Mm -hmm. He had six assists tonight, had a few hockey assists, too, he didn't get credit for, obviously. I really like the way that he's evolved, where when the Celtics try to switch double teams onto him, try a bunch of different things, yeah. he's able to kind of get out of trouble now, something he's really strong with in the past. Right. I think he did a lot of film, film study before this one. I mean, let's let's face it. I mean, that, that huge comeback the Celtics pulled off in London, I mean, they didn't forget about that. I think Joel Embiid took it upon himself to really lead things, set the tone on both ends of the floor, and that's exactly what he did. I mean, he made sure that the Celtics weren't going to capitalize on him, weren't going to uh, close down. He knew when to pass it. He knew when to put the ball on the floor, and he was just a, a, a wrecking machine throughout the entire night, it felt like. You know, minus that fourth quarter, the Celtics managed to come back, but it was Embiid who came up with huge rebounds down the stretch, and uh, really sealed the win for the for the 76ers tonight. Yeah, I mean, him and the GOAT, T.J. McConnell, were really great the there. The GOAT. in the fourth quarter where yeah. they made that run, right? Yeah, he I came mean, it was big. amazing to see them just one, two off of each other every right. possession. Right, I mean, McConnell's had a couple of good games. Uh, not as not as effective as he was last season, but recently he's he's been a huge part of that, uh, that, that winning stretch that they had, including a huge win against the Toronto Raptors, you know, that was not too long ago. I mean, ever since the London game, they haven't lost, so the winning streak continues, I guess, for, for uh, Philadelphia. And the losing streak is now at two for the Celtics. Uh, so the most, the most important story tonight was Joel Embiid finally an all-star, which means he now qualifies to go on a date with Rihanna. And he said <laughs> that's the right. game to Chris and Ludlow, <laughs> but now that. he's moved on from that, which was amazing. Who in the world moves on from Rihanna? That was amazing. But I asked him I asked him after the game if he has a date. They said he's looking to take his parents to that one. So oh, he's still, he's still what a nice guy. Parents. See, so he's not the mean guy that everyone says he is. Huh? I mean, he may, he's not a mean guy. He he's a talk goofball. Smack. He's a goofball. He's but a goofball. I mean, in the middle of the game, he likes to talk smack. But at the end of the day, he's a, he's a nice guy. The, you know what the funny thing is? So there was, he scored over Baines, I want to say. Mm -hmm. And he, like shot finger guns at him as he was like walking away and tj mcconnell shoved him and he shoved i thought he was shoving him like yeah you're the man he shoved him so hard and like almost knocked him over i think he's like shut the hell he's up. like knock it off Joel. not and tonight then, and then like a few plays later he hit the shot and then threw his arms up like this and he smacked jalen brown right in the face oh and that's right yeah I didn't see that. That yeah he didn't get called for that either yeah you know what that's just who he is, I, but I just think it's so funny that T.J. McConnell is the, the guy to tell him. He's like, what, the shortest guy on the team? Yeah, but he can his ass. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. All right, well, they both kicked the Celtics' ass anyway. Celtics yes. had, they were, uh, from almost the entire game, the, having the worst offensive rating in a single game in the NBA. That's right. They I saw you point that out. just climb out of the basement on that for cleaning the glass. Uh, it was still horrible. Actually, the Sixers had the worst turnover percentage, which is a percentage of your possessions that are turnovers, 26%. 26% of their turnover possessions were turnovers Proof. in this game. Turnovers. This was like the ugliest game I've ever seen, but it did have some aesthetically pleasing plays, and you got to have the two of us afterwards to break it down for you. So that's going to do it. Always a plus. For us here, we'll be back on Sunday when the Celtics host the Aaron 
wearing a flawless Orlando Magic because he literally beat the crap out of uh, Belisa. Uh, and that'll be came before out. the Patriots game, so we'll try to get you something before the Pats game. So stay tuned. Thank you for everyone watching, and we'll see you next time on The Garden Report.